All right, it is currently 1.48, Saturday afternoon, December 19th, as I'm saying this. Uh, just edited part one here of the NBA season preview show, third annual, as we love to do here. So I'm doing it, um, do this first section, then I'll do part two. Not going to have the awards alone. I'm um, just going to say that just because, you know, it's less work for me and because it's fine. This audio file, it's going to be 100, it's, it's an hour and 24 plus 17 seconds of the file here. Great stuff. Obviously with Zoom, you can't hear everybody perfectly. Um, John comes in at late, late on in the episode around like the 69 minute mark. Um, and so there's a little bit of weird stuff with that. Um, and we weren't able to get John and Rose Eastern conference standings predictions, but, but you'll hear that at the start of the part two, but also the graphic, I'll put the graphic up, um, on the Instagram. If you want to see the whole graphic of the whole East picture. So there's that. We hope you enjoy the episode. It's really good. Uh, and also listen to part two, please. Um, after you enjoy part one, thank you for listening. All right, here we go. Third annual NBA season preview show <laughs> on Zoom this year. On Zoom, right? Because of low contact tracing. Couldn't go in yesterday in the studio. Today we get the snow day. And I'm Austin Eric, joined alongside in joined alongside, joined on screen by Max Topol, Sam Cockstein, Anthony Shikaloni, Bijan Sharifi. John Boyle is nowhere to be found. <laughs> at least we know where Rohit D'Souza is out sledding with Braceris. He'll be back at some point. Oh my God! He gave me he gave me his list of Eastern Conference teams. If if I have to read it off for him, if he doesn't get back by then, um, we're gonna go back. We're gonna do you know what we like to do: standings, Eastern Conference um, finals, West Rounds finals, all the standings, and then our awards and the whole thing. Um, and but before we do that, last year the overarching thing was the big Lakers versus Clippers debate. But um, but this year the overarching thing is going to be. Uh, some takeaways from preseason, uh, COVID impact, and then we're going to make some quick predictions on what we think other people's predictions are going to be. I don't really have much on this. COVID, uh, percent chance that we have a full season. 100? Yeah. Pretty high, I'll assume. We did the bubble, so. And we have the bubble for this season, Anthony. And the NFL doing pretty well, feel me? Uh, also... Like there's a vaccine coming out, like in like March or April. So if anything, they'll just like, um, like pause it until like if like worst case scenario, like they don't have it, like they have to stop like sometime maybe in like February, and then the they'll probably be able be able to get like priority access if that happens, and it'll probably resume like three weeks later. So pretty pretty high, honestly. Yeah, sounds good. I think definitely better odds that there's like a pause in the season. I mean, they only did, they only did the first half of the schedule because they're being conservative with that. And also for this year, and we'll get to this because I think this actually will impact the standings is that with coronavirus, they're limiting the travel. So you're playing like back to back games against the same opponent in the same city a lot this season. So I think you're going to see a lot more one, one splits versus teams that should go two and zero against the other team, just because it's tough to be the same team twice in a span of two or three nights. I'd actually disagree with that. I, 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 it's well, not it's not the NFL, like where it's like. John, let me take you back to Christmas Day last year. We beat the Raptors pretty well in Toronto, and then three days later, they beat us pretty well at the Garden. All right, so, like playoff games, same way. Those were yeah. those those were Raptors are a good team. We we're we we're supposed to go like one and one against them. Fair. Like, it's not like the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like off the side spectrum, it's not like going one on one. It's like two opposite blowouts. Yeah. All right. Just 
out for um, preseason. Um, the only notable things I have here are Lamelo Ball looks flashy. Uh, they're posting all his highlights, mm-hmm. and um, John Wall's back. I know Sam's been like one highlight. As Max is like John Wall makes a layup. Sam like takes off his pants. Like holy crap, Sam. Um, early early thoughts on early thoughts on John Wall. I don't want to get um, too much into here, but early thoughts on John Wall in preseason action. Um, well, you know, I think he's still getting into the swing of things, but the most important thing is that he answered the questions about his explosiveness and his athletic ability coming off of an Achilles tear. And he seems to be, um, at least I would give him like 90% of what he was in like 2016. So I, I have high expectations for him in the Rockets this year. Um, and you'll hear a lot of that today. Terrific. Um, another one thing you felt maybe you were going to mention, but want to make sure you didn't is uh something with another certain hornets player uh potentially out significant time yeah hayward's injury hayward has a injury on his pinky that um has a uh, ligament and tendon damage which is very very concerning um very very unfortunate for him because you know gordon like he's just he's he's gone to the point where these bone injuries that he's been having i mean he it's not like he's a guy with getting like soft tissue injuries, like knee injuries, like back, you know, it's really just like, like his bones are maybe a little weaker, but like, honestly, there's nothing really he can do. It's not lack of preparation. Um, it's really unfortunate. You know, the, he had the freak injury and then he's had, he had the hand, he had the ankle and then now this it's really too bad. Yeah. It sucks for him. Um, hopefully the Hornets young core there will piece things together there for the Hornets. I'm actually interested to see where Bijan has the Hornets, um, but I did not have that as one of my predictions. Um, yeah, that was, I, I made my predictions before. Um, I don't know how long it'll be out. Maybe uh, Hopefully it's only like a month, but I don't really know. I mean, it's just a broken finger, so I can't see. It's like, there's like, when there's like ligament damage, it's like, it's like concerning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough beat for Hayward yet again. Um, all right, I don't know if you guys did predictions for um, other people here. Um, but I just, I, I have like a list of 14, so I'll just share them quickly here. Unfortunately, we don't have John here to react, but, um, I have someone, everybody here. All right. I'll just go through these quickly. Um, John will have the wizards over the Raptors. Just knowing him, he'll probably have that. Sam and Roe will have the Hawks as a top six seed, um, because they love Trey young. Um, at least one of Sam and Roe will have Trey young as their dark horse MVP, um, Roe will have the Bulls in the playoffs, and I look and he sent me his thing, and the, he does in fact have the Bulls in the playoffs, um, and far too. Um, Sam will have the Rockets as a top three seed in the West. Uh, Sam will have John Wall as his most improved player award. Um, Bijan will have the Nets as his five seed and won't have them making the Eastern Conference Finals. Anthony will say that he thinks the Sixers will win exactly forty-eight games throwback to two years ago on the show um at least once in the show but probably more than once if john even comes in here i'll have a take and john will, will respond with come on i've literally literally been saying that for years and then b john will say austin stop stop simping for john's takes um john will not have the warriors in the playoffs at least one of us will uh scramble to make their non-playoff team standings because they didn't realize they had to do so Somebody takes one of the 12 guys. I said you're not allowed to take as their dark horse MVP, although we've already discussed that. We might allow exceptions or like 8 through 12. Um, John will leave his computer multiple times because he can't believe some blasphemous take. 
Turns out he isn't even on his computer, isn't here right now. Max, and then Max has very chalk predictions. That's what? that. Yeah. that yeah, what does that mean? Like chalk meaning like predictable, like like uh like not like too hot takey. Like pretty pretty like I think I have a few that are like arguable, but for the most part, yeah, you're spot on. All right. Let's get in with uh Bijan. Last year it worked well. Bijan would like announce eight for you know, we'd go Wait, eight. Can we do like eight? Can we do everyone announces like their playoff teams and then everyone announces their non playoffs and then do you go to Western Conference? Is that how we're doing it? Are we doing everyone announce like the whole thing at once? I don't think it really matters. You just kind of start off with some. Because yeah, last year, you know, I think it worked well. Was B, we go through and we go eight seed and then we go through seven seed, six, five, four, three, two, one. But am I announcing Austin? You'd be like, da 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 da. The eight seed in the East. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and then after we go eight through one, Anthony, we'd go through like quickly nine. No, no, no. Why would we do that? Why wouldn't we just go from 15 on to um, up to one? Okay, that works too. Fair? We, we just could? go around. All right, I'll start. All right, so I'll, I'll announce like you do. Uh, I don't, how, how should I like, I don't remember doing that. Uh, okay. East number 15. <laughs> for me Bijan Sharifi I've got the Detroit Pistons at 15 mm. uh, and I'll, I'll just share briefly on why um, they you know D-Rose gotta love D-Rose he's still an effective player Blake Griffin and they, they have a bench go up if Blake Griffin you know it returns to his form um, two years ago I think they are they, I, don't, I don't see him as a playoff team at all but they definitely have potential to be better than 15th um but that's if and a big if blake griffin is healthy and is at the form of two years ago all right fair sam you're 15th so i realized i had the knicks down twice but i'm gonna agree with uh i'm i have to wing it here i'm gonna do i'm gonna put the knicks down at 15 i expect big things from ob toppin and um RJ Barrett, but I don't think it's going to be enough to make it work. All right. Anthony, you're number 15. Yeah, I, I agree with Bijan. I have the Pistons at 15. So I think I think the Knicks will be a little bit better than them. But yeah. All right. Max? I actually have the Cavs at 15. And I agree with Max. I also have the Cavaliers of Cleveland at 15. Didn't really put too much thought into it. Just, you know. Yeah, my bottom, like, five teams, I don't have a lot of thought. I can tell. I can tell because that's awful. Cavs are not going to be the worst team in the East. Dude. Yeah. If Kevin Love's healthy, maybe they could do better. But like, I don't see Andre Drummond having any stellar year. Or I Colin, know, but they still have Colin, a, yeah, Colin still Sexton. Colin Sexton like, somehow approves him. He could uh, somehow be like most of your player. I don't see it happening. Yeah, Isaac Okoro, too. But if they, he could like, they, somehow they pull it off. They have a nice they, young backcourt. Their backcourt's like a nice Yeah, Darius Garland, too. Cavs have the potential to be like a 10 seed, but I don't think. Yeah, they're not going to make Which is not the last. But I don't think they're going to get anywhere near that. All right, awesome. All right. Number all right, wait, wait, what did I do last time? Oh yeah. Number 14. Okay. <laughs> I have uh the New York Knickerbockers. Um not really much to say. RJ, uh uh Obi Toppin, you know, Kevin Knox, you know, a lot of random weird veterans like in the like later prime of their career that are like not were never really that good that go there. It's just a random, weird random collection of players. Um and collection with like it if it was the time last year where like they probably had like in terms of like a nba 
like people who like know the NBA, you go through their roster and like they have like 12 like guys that you like you like know the like you like know these guys' names. And but they just it was a really not a uh, not uh, obviously they're kind of past their prime, you know, they some of them have uh inflated stats, you know, not really much to say about the New York Knicks. Let's see if RJ Barrett can take a next step. Obi Toppin, I think, will be a decent athletic wing. Yeah. So Bijan, I think we agree they had like a they have like a hilarious amount of like B B minus guys, but no I like, think like yeah, like or guys who like could be better, but like just because they're on the Knicks, but it's just like a it was just a random like collection of like veterans at one point. Yeah. Like uh, Wayne Ellington, Bobby Portis, yes, yeah. Jr. All right, Sam, you're 14. My 14 is the Pistons. Um, you know, I think they're going to be pretty close with the Knicks as far as being the worst in the Eastern Conference. But I'm expecting um, a big year from Seku. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but I think he has Seku a lot. Seku Domboya. There you go, Domboya. In his sophomore season, I think he's going to play well. Um, and with D. Rose and maybe a good um, Blake Griffin, they could do something. All right. Anthony. Oh, yeah, at 14, I have the uh, Knicks. So I don't think they'll be much improved. I think Toppin will be a good player for them, but I just don't think they'll be that good. All right, Max? Yeah, I have the Knicks as well. And I could see them going up, maybe with the trade of R.J. Barrett, and that's kind of floating around a little bit. I know that that was a draft trade, but if they're considering a draft trade, they might consider him trade for somewhere else. But I think if they keep R.J. Barrett, it's – gonna probably be a down year yeah i don't see them trading rj barrett but i do agree with max anthony Bijan. i do have the knicks at 14 as well um but yeah i'm i'm i like i would like to see what they do in ob Toppin. i think the knicks um voice crack um i think the knicks selecting ob Toppin was like is a good pick but it's like it was finally like a safe pick for the knicks like you know what you're gonna get out of Toppin now i and i also think they took him because um Sam, what the Wizards took Denny at nine, right? And that would have been a pick that Knicks fans would probably not be happy about. So I think they went with a safe pick and top. And, um, but we'll see, we'll see where we have the, the Wizards later on. But so far, kind of chalk, um, kind of the usual suspects there. All right, number 13, Bijan. Number 13. I'm going to stop doing this. Um, Chicago Bulls. Um, wow. What do you mean, wow? I, uh, uh, can I share why? Yeah. Um, I don't really like Zach Levine as a player. I think his stats are empty. I think he's athletic, and I think he's a um, at best a third option on a good team. I don't really think I don't really I'm not really too high on him. Um, you know, they got they got uh, um, what tall tall skinny white dude um, marketing. Um, they also got. I mean, they're, they're not really. I, don't, I think again. Um, they're not, there's not really much to say about this team. I do like Kobe white as a player a lot. Um, that's the one player on their team. I really do like, I also do like Wendell Carter. Um, I don't really know how, how good, he'll, how effective he'll be. Other than that, they're kind of just like, a. I, I actually, I disagree with, uh, Austin, Austin, you agree with John that Billy Donovan's a bad coach. I actually think Billy Donovan's a decent coach, but I don't really uh, care. I don't have a okay. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I don't really see much out of that team, honestly. All right, Sam. Let's see. Number thirteen, I have the Cavs. Um, you know, bad team, but I think Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, um, Isaac Okoro, they all take some big steps here. And I think going forward, maybe in the next couple of years, they might be able to grab an eight seed. 
All right, Anthony. Yeah, I have the Cavs too. Yeah, I just I think they're young, they're up and coming, but I think there's too much like uh, too much firepower ahead of them to be like good, make the playoffs, or be close to that. So. Okay, and Max. Uh, I got the Pistons. Pretty much like no like great players. It's kind of like one of those average teams. <laughs> All right, and Max and I are so far on the same page as I also have the Pistons at 13. I, the reason why, so I am guess I'm a little bit higher on the Pistons than some of the other guys is um, Blake Griffin. I think, you know, a healthy Blake Griffin, which is what I'm expecting and hoping for this season, is a player that will not want to be the last team in the Eastern Conference. And I like the, I like the pick of Killian Hayes. Um, their free agency was really weird. They got Jeremy. They oh, they got Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley from the Nuggets. They also picked up Jaleel Okafor and Delon Wright, and they also drafted Isaiah Stewart with the 16th overall pick. They is, lost. They I don't they, know. I, they lost, they lost to Wood. I don't is, know why they like. Wh- I, like everyone knew he was going to leave, and I don't know. Like I don't know why they didn't offer him more. He's a really good player. More on him later for me. Foreshadowing. Actually, that's a good foreshadow. Because I'm also no. Christian Stop. Wood. Stop. Hey, hey, foreshadow for me. Also foreshadow for me. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, they they have a very weird front court of just a lot of bodies. So we'll see what what happens with them. Um, but also shout out Row Nova Nation. They did draft Sadiq Bay as well. So wait, actually, I don't know how that's possible. I I think I have that wrong because they can't have Stewart and Sadiq Bay. So I think I fucked up. But all right, number two. Whoa, Sorry. Family friendly show, dude. Yeah. All right. Uh, where do we at? 12 or 11? 12? 11? 12. 12? Yeah, we're yeah, 12. 12. Okay, yeah, 12. I have uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, kind of like everyone else said. Um, you know, it depends. You know, I, 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 Sexton is a, is a inefficient player. Um, I, I do like, I, I like Garland a lot. He struggled his rookie year, but a, a lot of times, I mean, young point guards do tend to struggle, um, especially their rookie year. And I know he technically plays too, but him and, him and, um, Sexton pretty much both both are play kind of point guard. Um, I like him as a player. I mean, uh, I think he's a good shooter. Um, great, he can shoot off the dribble really nice. I remember that in college. Um, and then you know, if Love can stay healthy and be effective, you know, Drummond. You know, um, Drummond is probably you know, say we get like a good Kevin Love and like and you know, one of Sexton and um, or Garland like improves like a lot, I mean, which could happen. I mean, they're both young, talented players. And then you have Drummond as like your third option. I mean, that's, that's a decent team. I mean, a lot of things, a lot of people say that Andre Drummond, like the reason people like are so down on him because they realize he can't be a first option or a second option, but you know, he, he can be, a, he, he can be a really good player. And they also, for me, have a potential to go up. I don't see him in the playoffs, but they could definitely be higher than 12 for me. Wow. Big uh, endorsement there from Bijan for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Sam, you're number 12. Number 12, I got the Bulls. Um, I think, again, this is another one of those young teams that I expect to see some improvements from. Um, Laurie Markkinen, Wendell Carter, I'm not like they've shown flashes, but they haven't really um, reached that level yet. So I expect to see something from them. Um, I watched a lot of Patrick Williams this preseason, and I've been impressed from what he's had to do. Um, so more on him coming later. Huh, 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 huh. All right, Anthony. Oh uh, yeah, I agree with Sam. I have the Bulls at twelve. I think I love Patrick Williams a lot too. I've seen him in preseason. He looked good in college. He reminds me of a like Kawhi. I know that's a stretch, but the way he plays, it's like similar to Kawhi. 
but yeah, I think the Bulls will be 12. Okay. Max? Uh, I have the Magic at 12. God damn, Max, we had the same, we had the same thing. God damn. <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I can't see the Magic really doing that much better than they did last year. I mean, they have Eric Gordon. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Gordon. I don't know why I said Eric. Aaron Gordon, I mean, they drafted Cole Anthony, so that's not that bad either. And then Mark Holtz, if he could maybe some, somehow revive his career that's kind of going down, they could have a chance. But I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I, I, thing. I thought – this was kind of a stretch for me because the magic were a playoff team last year. They got in the eighth seed and it bumped them down four, four um, spots, even though it's not like they've had like a huge off season, they lost Augustine, um, a one do. And then obviously Jonathan Isaac will be probably out for the year with the um, ACL tear. Um, and uh, they picked up Cole Anthony, who I know Bijan loves, but who I think is one of the more overrated prospects of the draft. Um, they also picked up Dwayne Bacon, um, and also got a, a name to keep an eye on, Ch- Chuma Okiki. Um, he played at Auburn. He was part of that good Auburn run the last time March Madness was played. And then he actually tore his ACL in like the Elite Eight or the Sweet 16. So he missed all of his rookie season, but he'll be back for the Magic. But yeah, I, I agree with Max. I just I just see them taking a step back. And there's just some other up-and-coming teams that um, I like more than them. All right, Bijan, your number. All right, number 11. Um, I'd also, I'm also going to, uh, put the Orlando magic here. Um, you know, I, I really do like Vucevic as a player. I think he's a potential target for the Celtics with that exception, possibly, mm. um, be great fit, but nevertheless, assuming they keep him, you know, Vuce, I, I think he's like one of the most underrated players in the league, super skilled, um, plays actually good defense. People don't realize he can move for his size. Um, he can he can shoot. And he's a really really great, really good player. Rebound can rebound with the best of them. Um, but you know, Aaron Gordon, Eric, Aaron Gordon, uh, super athletic. Um, I don't really like him as a player, honestly. I think he's kind of been a disappointment. Um, I feel like he could have been could have been you know a like fringe all star at some point. Never never really happened. Uh, Evan Fournier is a. Uh, I mean, he's he's a good he's a good scorer. Terrence Ross and then. Fultz, I'm actually high on. I think Fultz um, uh, played the best basketball of his career last year. Um, just hopefully we can get, like, hopefully they can get that take out of him because he still shoots the ball weird. It's unfortunate, but you know, to me, they're they they're 11. I don't really see like I don't really see like anything that they have that like kind of separate themselves. If they had Isaac, maybe, but yeah. All right, Sam, you're 11. Yep, I got the Magic as well. Um, you know, the Magic are one of those teams that will always sort of be floating around 10 through 8. Um, and you still got Vucevic, who is good. I got him at 11 because I feel like this year they got worse in the offseason. And I think the loss of DJ Augustine is really big for them because I think he's an important part of their offense um, with just what he can do with creating his own shot. He's not a name that you talk about a lot, but I think the loss of him will take its toll on the team. Okay. Anthony, uh, I have the Hornets here. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they'll be improved with uh, Hayward addition and Lamelo, but I don't think Lamelo will bring like that scoring presence that you need if they really want to like take a big step. But yeah, I think they'll be improved from last year. Depend, I think Gordon Hayward will have a pretty big role, so I think he'll do pretty well for them. All right, um, for the. This is obviously audio only. Bijan did not like that pick. We'll see where uh, Bijan places his Hornets. All right, Max, you're number 11. 
Uh, my number 11 is the Bulls. Same as you? Yep, yep, yep. Wow. Um, I like Zach Levine. I know earlier comments, uh, he's kind of had some not great opinions. But I also like Kobe White. I think he has good potential. And this pick is also throwing the Bulls a, bit, a little bit further ahead. A big pick on that is kind of Laurie Markkinen. He's, mm. had, he's played pretty good. I think he's had like he's averaged around like 15, 16 points his career. Good shooting percentages all around. And I see. I think if he can up his game a little bit more this year, the Bulls can even like strive past an 11 spot. Maybe, maybe not. I don't think they'll be a playoff team, but I think they can reach the, the, the edge of it. Yep. Again, agree with Max here. Um, Garrett Temple, they added him. He could be an interesting piece for them. This off um, added to the team. Um, obviously, Wendell Carter Jr. and Marketing are a solid young front court. Kobe White, I think we're all pretty unanimously um, optimistic on. Um, one loss that I would note here, Shaquille Harrison, just a random guy in the league, always seems to give the Celtics problems. So I just wanted to note that. Um, but yeah, Bulls 11. All right. Uh, number 10 for me, I have the Atlanta Hawks. Wow. Uh, you know, you just throw it together. When you just throw together like like good random players, I don't know. I mean, that doesn't always work. I think that Rondo was their – Rondo, to me, um, was their best addition. I didn't really like what they did. I, I love Onyeko Okongwu. Um, I really do. I don't really like having him, Capella, and John Collins. I don't – didn't understand drafting him for the Atlanta Hawks. I didn't love that. Um, Rondo, I, like I said, Rondo was a good addition. Gallinari is good, really good player. Bogdanovich, really good player. But when you just like throw together like a bunch of guys like that, I mean, there's, there's no guarantee for success. So I mean, and Trey Young obviously is a really talented player, and I like John Collins. Me and John both like John Collins. Um, and Capella too. But I, I just, I don't really know. Like you have him, you have Bogdanovich and Galinari, which is which is what kind of concerns me. Two guys who, um, uh, Galinari is bigger, but they they play like kind of the same way. Just a little. I feel like when you have a lot of guys like that, like a random, like a, a, a like a mixing pot of talent. I don't really know how how often that really works. I mean, they could again. They have a they have a high ceiling, but I, I I'm, there's no guarantee that it's going to come together. All right, that's a fair point, Sam. Um, at 10, I got the Hornets. Um, I think I'm sort of falling into like retrospectively. I think that when I made this list, I sort of fell into the hype train of LaMelo. Um, because we've all seen like sports center has not stopped posting about him, but I think Anthony's right. I don't think he has, um, crazy scoring upside. Um, but I think the team is good enough so that it can get, to a 10 seed. I think Devonte Graham will continue to perform. Um, Dwayne Bacon has shown signs in preseason. I don't know what he'll do in the regular season. Bacon's on the magic. I think. <laughs> wait, wait I, I want to double check that. Though. Wait, let me check. Let me check. I have it up. I was just looking at both of them. So let me see. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, Devonte Graham, Gordon Hayward's going to come back. They still got Rogier. They got Malik Monk who, like still has not really come into his full potential. And I think having Lamelo there might be able to get him there. So I don't know. It's a lot of question marks with the Hornets, but I like what they got going for him. All right, Anthony. Yeah, here I have the Atlanta Hawks. So going off what Bijan said about them, yeah, they brought in a bunch of like veteran guys like uh, Gallinari, 
um, Bogdanovich. But I think the only issue with that is it could stunt the growth of their young players that they, they've taken the past years. Mm. Like uh, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, um, Collins, and Onyeka. Yeah, Onyeka pick was kind of like weird for me because they already have pretty good pieces like at that position. So they just went best available, I'm thinking, with that pick. But we'll see how it goes. They have a lot of talent, but I just don't know how it, how it all come together. So, yeah. Okay. Max? All right, at my 10th spot, I agree with Sam. I have the Hornets. Uh, but do I have the Hornets too, Austin? That's right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, pretty simple. I mean, I don't think they have a great – range i think they're pretty much gonna be around like the 11 10 9 i don't think they're gonna go anywhere beyond that like you said already low mile ball doesn't have great potential scoring i think it'd be good for court vision good like he's kind of like a more rondo player he's gonna facilitate well i hope so that's what he's been showing in the preseason if gordon hayward is not out for too long which i don't think he will be i think he'll be a good scoring asset especially since he's gonna be like one of the main scorers on this team compared to his position on the celtics and then you got terror's here obviously and Cody's, eh, Cody's always. I mean, it's just fine. I'll say anything crazy here. Yeah, I agree with uh, Sam and Max. Um, to um, be on Anthony's point about how you kind of like need like a, a you know, Lamel is not going to be like that scoring punch that you need to have. I would say that for this team, this Hornets team, they don't need him to be a scoring punch because they have Devonte Graham and Hayward. Whenever he does return, will be fine. Um. And Rozier's fine, and people might, you know, I can definitely see how people might say, how will LaMelo, Rozier, and Grant um, play alongside each other? Look, I think Rozier's a gamer. He's going he's gonna to do whatever it takes. Graham's really good off the ball, I think. I haven't seen him much, but um, he was off the ball at Kansas next to, um, I forget who their point guard there was at the time. I think it was Devon Dodson. Um, or no, it was somebody else. Frank, Frank Mason, I think it was. Um, I think they're going to be a good team. Or not a good team. I mean, they're, they're the 10 seed to me. So, um, but it's Michael Jordan's team, you know, Buzz City, LaMelo in that uniform, you know, it kind of fits the vibe of the city to me. And so that 10 seed feels about right for me. So, yeah. All right. For me at nine, I have uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Um, there's some buzz in Buzz City. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see more, more excited, more excited than seeing Gordon Hayward, you know, be kind of back to that number one option, which I think he or maybe one or two one, first or second option, you know, more excited than seeing, you know, the young athletic wings of uh, Bridges and Washington, more excited than that is to see um, more excited than LaMelo. Um, Devontae Graham, if he improves his inside game, he's a, he's a star in this league. Um, he shot the ball terribly from inside this year. It was awful. I think he shot 40% in the paint. That's terrible. That needs to get better. But he's a great, he averaged, I think, seven assists this year. Um, he averaged like 19 points a game. He averaged 40%. He averaged the same. His shooting percentage from three in the paint was the same. You know, he can get that up, get that up a little bit. He's a star in this league. So I'm really excited to see. Um, he could he could end up being um, a really good player. Um, I think also, you know, Hayward, Hayward, you know, is a great, I think Hayward's a good fit on that team. You know, he's a good facilitator. Um and I think Austin's point about LaMelo was, was valid. He doesn't need to score. I think he'll average maybe – I think he will score. I think he'll average probably 14, 15 a game this year. But I think he'll be a great rebounding guard, and we can see that he can pass well. Um, so what it comes down for me with this team is I think I think LaMelo's going to be good. I think Hayward, as long as he's not 
they'll constantly hurt would be good. And I think Graham and Ro- Rozier's a baller. You know, Graham's a baller. I think what it comes down to for me personally is, okay, um, Bridges and Washington, you know, kind of that kind of that bigger wing. One of those two guys needs to be a reliable option. And uh, both, both average, I think, around 14 last year. Um, so if one of them can kind of take that next step. Um, and then, you know, and then their center position, you know, Cody's are not really much there, you know, solid player and they have Bismack, but, you know, I don't really see them. I mean, the top eights are really good and I have them. And I think the Hawks will be a decent team. I haven't buzzed the Hawks. So I think, I think things are looking up there. I just don't see them quite getting in. Yeah. Good points. Sam, you're number nine. Number nine. I got the Pacers. Um, mm. look, look, I think this is a good, good, solid young team. And I think they wait, can wait, make some real, real quick. Sorry to interrupt. So, Hawks top six seed still alive for you. That's that's correct. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Pacers, they got a lot of good pieces. They got Brogdon. Um, they got their bigs in Sabonis and Turner. I mean, this is a team that I expect to make some noise and I expect it to be a close, close battle here for the last couple of seeds of the um, Eastern conference. Um, in ter- like, I, I think this team could easily make the playoffs in the play in thing. Um, this can be a competitive team in the league. Uh, but I don't think they make it in the regular season. All right, Anthony. I have the Magic here. Yeah, I think they're a pretty pretty good team. They made the playoffs last year. They have good experience. They have some veterans, which helps in the, any league you're playing in. But yeah, I think I have the Magic here. All right, Max. Uh, I have the Pacers, like Sam said. Um, John Depot always balls out. I think he, I don't see him slowing down too much. Miles Turner is a, a solid player at the defense and offensive end for the power forward or center position, however you want to put him. Uh, DeMond Spona, same thing. Solid player. Good role player. And I don't know. I mean, they got Malcolm Brogdon this year, so maybe that's going to help out with the front court a little bit. But um, I don't know. I think this team's going to be fine. Um, yeah, so Max and I, this is the first time we diverge. I got the Atlanta Hawks in the ninth spot here. Um, sort of to Bijan's point, um, the collection of talent, is good. I don't know if it'll mesh, but I'm a little bit more bullish because um, they got good players, man. And talent, talent, you need talent in this league. Trey Young, they're tailoring as a team to Trey Young. He's got shooters around, like more shooters around him now with um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, I believe it is, um, as well as Gallinari and all those lob threats. Um, as Vision was saying, maybe too many lob threats, but lob threats nonetheless. Um, so I think the Hawks would be a solid team here. Um, I knew that people might have them as a potential playoff team, but I have them just outside the playoffs right now. All right. So now we're doing a playoff team. Playoffs, yes. Okay. Um, number eight for me is the Washington Wizards. Um, and I have these guys um, as a significantly better team than the rest. So I think I personally think that there's a jump, you know, Washington. Um, I really, um, I love Westbrook, you know, um, Beal is obviously a great score. Um, you know, uh, Hachimura is, I, I think he's a really good player. And Thomas Bryant, you know, good player. And Bertans, you know, a lot of good, a lot of good players, eh? Um, one person I don't think is a good player, and I just may come back to bite me, is Denny. I don't really think he's that good. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Um, and, you know, to me, the reason that they're not higher is because it might take some time and it might take – I do think that the Harden-Beal fit, while not as not as talented, 
is going to be a better deal. Uh, sorry, Westbrook and Beal. I think the Westbrook and Beal fit, while not as talented, is going to be a little bit better because Bradley Beal seemed like a better teammate and a more humble guy than uh, James Harden. Um, and I think he'll be okay with Westbrook taking over at times. So I don't think Harden was okay with that, really. Um, so, but the only thing is, I just don't. Um, so yeah, so they'll be they'll be a decent team. Um, the fit still isn't great, but there's a lot of two really talented guys. Um, Westbrook has obviously been a really great player, one of the all, uh, top probably thirty top fifty player of all time. Bradley Beal is um, really really good player. So we'll see. I think I have him at eight. All right. So, Bijan, you mentioned that there is a jump here before we get to Sam, um, which means that you for have me, for me. I'm not saying everyone else has to have that, but um, all right. I forgot who you. Never mind. Um, Sam, you're number eight. Yeah, I got I got the Wizards too. Um, and you know, this is one of those cases where I think if you have two All NBA caliber players, they're just going to make the playoffs. And so you have that in Beal and Westbrook. I like, I'm big on um, Bertans. He's a great shooter. I'm big on Hachimura. I think the Wizards had the best draft in the whole league, getting Winston at 55 in another pick for next year. And of course, Denny Avia falling all the way to nine. Um, and so I struggle putting these guys higher just because of Westbrook. And, you know, part of that might be biased, but I think Westbrook has sort of proven in like throughout his career that his brand of basketball does not really pan out um you've seen him play with a lot of talent and he just hasn't really ever managed to get it done and so i can see this team being um a sleeper i guess of sorts in the in the regular season but an early playoff exit at best interesting anthony yeah i have the wizards too so i i think adding westbrook to any team will be an improvement even though they lost wall but wall hasn't been able to stay healthy but yeah, Westbrook's one of the best scorers in the league, I think. And he's a great leader, I think. And I think Beal will be a better fit with him because I feel like Westbrook has to be like the leader of his team. And I think he will be with the Wizards. But yeah, Beal and Westbrook's pretty good duo. I don't think they'll be like that great. I could see a first round exit as well, but I think they'll be competitive. I don't think they'll like quit even if they're out of games because they just have good leadership now with Westbrook. But yeah, I think I'm at the eight seed. All right, Max. I got the Wizards as well. Not to be like too repetitive, but pretty much what everybody else said. Uh, Westbrook coming in, definitely going to help out since John Wall's absence. But I don't see anybody else on the team besides the two guys in the backcourt. And I know I messed up last time when I said frontcourt with um, Michael Rogdon. Yeah. I just don't see much um, like upside to this team besides the backcourt all right i guess well i guess i'm a little bit higher on the wizards than everybody else here um because i had the pacers of indiana as my eighth seed um i was looking at their additions and subtraction of this offseason it was pretty much there is no notable um guys except for the coaching change they got rid of mcmillan and they brought in bjorgren I don't know how to pronounce that, but they brought in a new coach. Um, the question for this team to me really comes down to Victor Oladipo because before his injury, his weird quad injury, he was a very good basketball player. Took LeBron, took LeBron's 2018 team to seven games in the first round, 
Then he got injured. Obviously, they brought Brogdon in last year. And it was sort of the team ran through Brogdon and Sabonis. Um, Sabonis was an all-star last year. Um, they're just, to me, they're just a professional basketball team. And that's what you get out of the state of Indiana. You breed competitiveness. So maybe it's a little bit of a slight to them as I only have them as the eight seed. Um, but that's just, you know, I'd like to see it out of Old Depot again before I can bump them up. So, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, number seven for me, I have the, uh, Indiana Pacers. Um, I, I, I really like, I think Brogdon's a really good player. Um, Oladipo, you know, a big question mark, but, um, Sabonis, Sabonis is a turning into one of the, I mean, I guess he plays center one, you know, as all-star this year, really, really, he's honestly an elite player. Um, one of the last traditional big men we have in the league. Turner comes off the bench for them because they don't play well together, especially Turner. Turner's numbers with Sabonis are terrible, just like his, like PR and stuff. Um, yeah, it should be interesting to see how how they do. I think that, um, um, you know, the, the thing is with me is the reason that they're like seven um, with no really way to go up or down much is because they're just a team that, you know, other than Oladipo question mark, you know, we kind of know what they are. I forgot to mention TJ Warren too, who was, re, uh, who reincarnated Michael Jordan for like three games down the bubble. Um, but you know, I think that they, their team, like I said, a core has been together for, for a decent amount of time, especially in today's NBA. Um, and I think that they'll, that they'll just be a, be a good basketball team. All right. It's not the East of like two, three years anymore. We're like, like a bad team will, will get in, you know, that's not the case anymore. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It's an overarching point. Yeah. That Bijan's exactly right. All right. Sam, you're number seven. Yeah. Real quick. Bijan hit that on the head. I think this is probably the most competitive league that we've ever like followed in our lifetime. This is like the East has been laughing stock for like the past five years. So it's good to be back to where it is. Um, and having said that my seventh seed is the Hawks. They do not quite crack the top six. Um, and I think my reasoning sort of echoes my reasoning for the wizards. If like in the NBA, it's all about talent in the regular season. So if you have a collection of players, whether or not they gel, you're going to have regular season success. And I think the Hawks, um, have an incredibly talented roster, but I, I, I definitely see Bijan's concerns with how they're going to gel. Um, but again, young talent and John Collins and Trey Young, you got Danilo Gallinari, you got Bogdan in the offseason, you got Rondo in the offseason. This is an improved team, and I expect them to make some noise. All right, Ant. Yep, so at seven, I have the Pacers. So the Pacers, they came off playing at the bubble, which I think they'll help them as a team because I think they found like another good player in uh, TJ Warren. He played really well in the bubble. So I think he'll be a great score for them. And they obviously have Old Depot, who's a good player. It's a bonus. So, yeah, I think they'll be competitive. I think the bubble will help them as, like a, t- as, as a team because they came together well and they had more experience than other teams. So they'll be in, like, the, the fringe of making it, and I think they'll get in. Okay, Max? Um, at every spot, seven spot, I have the Hawks as well. Um. Of course, we talk about Trey Young. He's been good. They got a lot of new talent. Rondo, uh, Bogdan, Danilo Gallinari. Um, it's always like that, that gelling of players. It takes a, a little while to get the chemistry going. And these guys' games, they're, they're complementary to each other, I feel. I don't think they're all the same. 
but they will feed off of each other pretty well. So I hope that they do well. I don't see them going that much higher than a seven seed, but I don't see them not making the playoffs. So, All right, yeah, this is something I forgot to mention at the start of the show, but um, the Hawks reminded me of this. So we have the Hawks here out of the five of us from seven top to ten bottom, uh, and the six teams that, as a collective group, we got wrong last year um, were the Suns, Grizzlies, Thunder, Warriors, Sixers, and Raptors. Um, so you listen to this a year from now, we got some teams wrong. Okay. Just, it's just going to be the way it is. Um, but just wanted to mention that. All right. My number 17, the num- my number seven team in the East is the wizards of Washington of Washington, the team that Sam Cockstein formerly root for, um, this team, you know, the thing last year was name. It was like the game was name wizards players other than Bradley Beal. And you, and it was, it was a struggle. And this year, honestly, you know, you have like Thomas Bryant, Hachimura, Denny, um, Mo Wagner. But as Sam said, said it nicely, if you have two all NBA guys, um, you're going to be making the playoffs. And although I don't think, I think Westbrook's only like a top 25, maybe a top 30 guy, but Beal to me is a top 15 guy. And, um, and so that energy, I think, you know, we've been seeing the practice videos. I think it's true. I think, I think they have good vibes there. Um, Beal, he's probably tired of losing. And I think they're going to have good energy, him and Russ. Um, obviously, we've seen Russell Westbrook fizzle out in the playoffs. So I'm not saying the Wizards are going to be a great playoff team, but I think they're going to have a good enough duo there to get them the seventh seed. Bijan, you're number six. Okay. Number six. For me... I have uh, the Philadelphia 76ers um, with new coach. I'm saying wow. I'm saying wow. Yeah. New coach uh, Glenn Rivers. Um, um, Again, you know, super, super talented. Simmons, uh, uh, Simmons is, Simmons and Bede, both great, great, great players. Um, uh, They added, I mean, to me, they lost um, a lot of defensive uh, versatility. You know, you say what you will about Horford. He's a great defender. Uh, and Richardson. Um, they still are a really good defensive unit with uh, Simmons and Embiid. Um, but, you know, I, I actually I actually didn't love trading Richardson for Curry. Because um, Richardson, you know, 3 and D guys are, become, are like one of the most valuable, are probably the most valuable role players in the league at this point. And you, you traded probably one of the best ones in terms of like the role player three and D's, Josh Richardson. We traded him for 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 a great scoring one um, who can little, do a little bit more stuff off the dribble. I didn't love that trade. I didn't love that one um, because you know you you say okay, Danny Green will kind of kind of play that three and D role, but he's nowhere near as good as Josh Richardson. But um, Dwight Howard, you know they're an in, they're an interesting team. Really, I just don't trust them honestly. All right, I guess Bijan, I'm going to disagree with Bijan, but that's going to be when I get to the Sixers. All right, Sam, you're number six. Uh, number six, I have the Raptors. Um, and so it's a big drop from where they were this season. But, you know, in an Eastern Conference where a lot of teams improved, the Raptors didn't really do anything. And I think, you know, you got to stay up to, to par. And so, I, frankly, there's just not going to be room for them in the top five. But, you know, they still got um, – Lowry, they got Siakam, OG Ananobi. Maybe he'll do something more this year. Like they, it's it's not going to be a bad team, but it's gonna it's not going to be what it has been over the past couple of years. And 
Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I was thinking about either 76ers or Raptors, and I ended up going Raptors. But I still think they'll be competitive. Uh, I think they'll be close to like sneaking into the top four. They're obviously well-coached. Uh, their coach can make really good adjustments in game, as he showed in the playoffs. Like the Celtics were a lot more talented, but he took them to took them to seven, which I was pretty impressive. But yeah, they got uh, Van Fleet back. He's a really good player, good shooter. But they lost Ibaka and Gasol. I think that'll hurt him because Ibaka showed he could be a really good player. But I think I still I still think they'll be pretty competitive just because they're really well coached. Yep, Max. Um. My sixth is the Raptors. Yeah, I don't. I didn't see them improve that much. They played. They gave us some time. They gave us win to seven games with the Celtics in uh, the playoffs, but I didn't think it was a good seven games. I felt that a lot of the time, the reasons that the Raptors were forcing us there was because we were just playing really bad basketball, and I think that's kind of how their bubble went. They played a lot of teams that didn't weren't playing good basketball, and they just played very well in the bubble. But I don't see them continuing to play that well this season, especially with all the new additions in the East. I agree completely with every aspect that Sam, Anthony, and Max has said. I have the Raptors at six. I agree with uh, Sam's point that there's just five teams that I think are above them, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago in the program. I agree with Anthony that um, they're still going to be good because they have a great coach. They're going to be a respectable team for sure. And I agree with Max that, it was sort of a fake seven games, and that was primarily due to uh, the Taco Fall point eight second game three disaster um, that occurred. Um, but yeah, the Raptors to me are six. Um, Malachi Flynn is a name I'm going to mention because it seems like the Raptors got this another another freaking pesky guard who can score. Like like goddamn, they re-signed they re-signed Van Vliet, who has given the Celtics nightmares. And this kid, Malachi Flynn out of San Diego State, looks like he's going to be the next. He, he reminds me a lot of, um, of Van Vliet here. Um, so I'm just, I'm just annoyed as a Celtics fan that the Raptors got another one of these pesky guards who can put buckets. Um, but yeah, Abaka's loss is going to be tough. They did get our old friend Aaron Baines, so you'd like to see that. Um, but yeah, Raptors at six. Uh, so number five, I have the Tampa Bay Raptors. Um, I think... I um Lowry I think is one of the best guards in the league just his ability to just win. Um you know we did, we did the same thing last year. Oh they lost Kawhi. Oh yeah, yeah they have a good coach, but you know are they going to make up for it? So I wouldn't be shocked if they, again they're an elite team. Um I don't if they're top 3, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Um I I do I mean they're the second best record in the league last year. Yes, they lost Serge Ibaka cuz Saul didn't do really much for them. They lost Ibaka, but you know They've got. I, th- I personally think that Masai Ujiri is the best GM in sports right now in all of sports. I, his drafting is amazing. Again, this kid Malachi Flynn. But they also have. They've got a bunch of. Um, you know, they uh, they got Van Vliet and like this uh, undrafted, right, or second round. Undrafted Van Vliet. Undrafted, yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, Kyle Lowry. You know, getting him, putting him in the right situation. Um, and then Pascal Siakam, end of the first round. You know, OG Ananobi, end of the first. I mean, they don't have a they don't have a lottery pick on their. At least the, the year they won championship with Kawhi, they didn't have a lottery pick on the roster, and they won a championship. That's crazy. So I I, I think that, and I think I just wouldn't. I Ujiri always finds these guys. Last year it was Terrence Davis. Um, he find and um, I think 
And this year, you know, it could be this kid, Malachi Flynn. They have Norman Powell. And I do think they have Baines to kind of replace the Gasol and the, the, the Ibaka. I think um, don't sleep on um, uh, Chris Boucher. I think he's a really no, athletic. I'm sleeping on Chris Boucher. Why? I don't think he's good. All right. I think he's a good player. And uh, I, think, I think he'll be good for them. So five, but definitely a chance to be in top three. Interesting. All right. And yeah, Bijan's right. We did. Um, we underrated the Raptors last year. I think we all had them as five or six seeds and they turned out to be the two seed. So something to keep in mind. All right, Sam, you're number five. Um, so from here on out for me, there are a lot of question marks because we start getting into some of the teams that made changes, but at five, I have the 76ers, um, you know, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid again, two all NBA players. So they're going to perform well, no matter what. And hopefully we'll, we'll see Simmons take some steps in terms of perimeter shooting um, and just their overall chemistry. Hopefully that will improve. But I think their moves this offseason were really strong. Um, I think Dwight Howard is a pickup that not a lot of people are talking about. But he like throughout the playoffs, he clearly showed that he still has it and he can be a strong defensive presence. Seth Curry, I really like as well. Get that team some shooting. Um, and then, of course, they have Matisse Thibault, Shake Milton. They got people coming up. And so with Doc Rivers coming in, I could see this team definitely making some big moves. But again, there's some question marks um, with the teams that I put above. So this team, I could see maybe going top three. Okay, Anthony. Yeah, I have the 76ers here. So um, I'm just really betting on the fact that their new coach can make some adjustments and like put some pieces together to make them more competitive than they were last year. Because they obviously have two really good players in Simmons and Embiid, but they really not, they're not great together. So I think you need to, you can't play Simmons at the point guard. I think that's not where, that's not where he's at his best, but, but yeah, I think Seth Curry will be a good addition. Gives them some shooting. I think it was a good trade. Unlike Bijan said, he thought it was a bad trade, but. I think they need needed shooting when they got it. With uh, Green, I know Green hasn't been good, but he's been good in the past. So hopefully he can get back to his ways, and I think they'll be improved. Yeah. I'd like to make one point about Dwight Howard. Um, while we we've seen that, you know, he he had some contributions last year. Um, you know, he was in a really structured locker room last year. You know, really under control. You know, we saw in the bubble how LeBron's leadership was able to weathered the storm while, you know, the Clippers, some teams that were as talented, which weren't able to do it. So Dwight Howard in a less, in a more chaotic locker room, I don't know. I don't know if I trust that quite yet. I, that's actually a really good point by Bijan. Um, to what Anthony said, I have, I have a, agreement and a disagreement. I agree um, that the Seth Curry trade was good. I actually think it helped out both teams for what each team is trying to do around their stars so I agree with Anthony with that, but I disagree with him. Um, ben Simmons is a point guard. Um, I think he's fine at the point guard position. Obviously, shooting um, sucks. Well, I think I think it's best for him individually, but I don't think it's best for the team. Like he can put up good stats and stuff, but I just I think you need like a someone who can at least shoot. Like they don't even like guard him. I just think they need someone who can shoot. I think he's best down low in the post. I think that's where he can really score more than he is now. But yeah. All right. Max, you're number five. Um, I'm Brian. The way with this one, I'm going to say 76ers as well. Um, few additions. They got Dwight Howard, Seth Curry, Danny Green. 
Um, I think Tobias Harris is going to play good, just like last season. He had a tough exit. Well, the entire team had a tough exit, but Tobias Harris was playing pretty well in that playoff series. In the bubble, and I hope he continues to do well. Um, yeah, I hope Doc Rivers as well. I'm just trying to, I'm just repeating everything else everyone said, but yeah, generally, I think they'll do fine. I don't see them going lower than five, but I do see them, like Sam said, any of these top three or four seeds in five seeds and kind of shuffling different orders. All right. I guess I'm just going to continue to disagree with you guys about the Sixers when I get to them, because my number five, I feel weird about this. I don't feel great about this. Um, oh, Rose here. In the Jeep, bro. Come on now. Ro. Oh, boys. I was sledding. Sucked. It's fucking freezing. and I got fucking snow in my balls. Language, bro. Family friendly show. Did you say you got blue balls? Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, damn, Austin. All right, sorry. Just go without Row until he's yeah, home. Or this one, we'll start with Row when he on the Western. yeah on the west. Yeah, 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 yeah. West. All right, Row. I'm gonna mute you while you're driving. Okay. So my number five. I don't feel great about this because they represented the Eastern Conference of the Finals last season. And that is the Heat of Miami. Um. Man, it's tough because, you know, what they did to the Celtics pisses me off. What Bam Adebayo being the best player in that series pisses me off. Um, Rohit will go to his grave showing me Bam Adebayo's block on Jason Tatum. Terrible, terrible moment in Celtics history. Um, but I'm basically going to say, you know, the loss of Jay Carr. I was never a huge Jay Carr guy, but he definitely matched with the Miami vibe. The Miami toughness, him, him and Jimmy Butler. I'm basically going to... What? He's a fake tough guy. Jay Carter is a fake tough guy. I think he's slightly a fake tough guy, but he's extremely fake tough guy. In that heat environment, I think he's just I think he's fake enough to to um actually get people to buy into him being a, a real tough guy. Um mm-hmm. uh with the heat, I, I'm basically gonna count on the fact that they just struck a perfect storm in the bubble, that they're not gonna be able to repeat their amazing uh cohesion in the bubble. Obviously, I, I like Tyler Hero, I like Duncan Robinson. Um, Drogic is really good. Bam's really good. Um, but I just, there's some other teams with firepower that I like more than them, especially in a regular season situation. Obviously they're going to be a tough playoff matchup for any team, but I'm going to, I'm going to do the Evan thing where I'm going to make the call and cry about it later, but I'm going to have the heat at five. All right. Bijan, you're number four. Yes. Uh, number four for me. This is, for me, another tier, okay? Um, these four teams are all uh, – before this, I, I, in my opinion, it was, you know, pretty – there wasn't really – this is where I think the team can really start to mix it up. Before I have Miami Heat, um, I think I – like, kind of like Austin said, um, I think regular season they'll probably be like a 4C, but they definitely – I think they, their playoff we saw. I mean, they were, they were a great playoff team. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy, like really grew on me. He became one of my favorite players after not really liking him. Just seeing what he was able to do to the Celtics and uh, the fight that he put up. You know, Bam. I really, really. He's super skilled. He's this really skilled big guy. Um, uh, great defender. Um, you know, I'm not a big hero guy, but I'm not. Good. I'm not going to deny that he's a, he's a good. Really, he's a good, great scorer. Robinson, I like. He's a he's a great shooter. Um, and then Dragic, you know, always finds a way to just get into the lane, make the right play. Um, um, and then 
Um, you know, we'll see what Kendrick Nunn can give them. Um, you know, they, they do have a little bit of a, they have a, they have a log jam at guard currently with a, they got, five, you know, they got hero Robinson, Nunn, Drogic and Avery Bradley. Um, and then it's kind of, it kind of fizzles off in like the wings. Um, they signed Mo Harkless, my guy, but um, yeah, I think they'll probably be around four, but really, really they could finish anywhere between one and four, honestly. Okay. Sam. Yeah, I'm going to say the Heat as well. Um, before hearing you guys talk, I had him at three, but I think you guys both highlight the fact that this is more of a playoff team than a regular season team, and I think that's right. Um, I hate to sound like a broken record, but going back to that mantra of all pro players, Heat just don't have them, and so that could lead them to lose some games. But I think in the playoffs, this is one of the most dangerous teams in the league, especially if, um, if their young guys continue to play like they did in the bubble. Um, and I guess that's another, that's another part of it. You know, there's still some question marks with hero, um, and none and just seeing if they can actually replicate what they've done. If they can, I think they're going to be really dangerous. Um, but I don't know if they will. We'll have to see. All right, Anthony. Yeah. Here I have the nets at four. So I think the nets will be improved obviously because they're getting Kevin Durant back and Kyrie Irving for a full season. Yeah, I think they'll play well, but I'm not really too concerned about their chemistry issues. Like on the court, I think it can come off the court, which could hurt them on. But yeah, I think they'll be a good team. They obviously have Dinwiddie too and uh, Levert. So they have a good, good group. All right, Max. Yeah, so I have the Heat here, but I did have the Nets before, and I'm struggling with where to put the two of them because. The Heat, like I said, and I agree, they're more of a playoff team than a regular season team. But the Nets, they're very – I think – I feel they're injury-prone. Like Kevin Durant coming off the Achilles injury, that's a hard injury to recover from. And I think he's going to be back to player he is, but you never know. Sam Kyrie, he's got injury. And as well as, like, the whole chemistry problem as well. I think they'll do okay. That's why I have the Heat at four. But just a little sneak peek, I also have the Nets at three, and I'm struggling – on where to put the two of them. But I think those two teams can go either way. Yeah, Max, we've been, Max and I have been in sync for a lot of this. And when I initially did this exercise, I kept flipping the Nets and the Heat, although instead of three and four, I had them between four and five. I ended up going with Heat five, Nets four. I think that um, head co- new head coach, something to mention, Steve Nash, is something to, to make note of. Um, they traded for Bruce Brown who, again, I didn't recognize was such a big deal, but I actually think in that um, offense, he's going to be a good piece for them. Um, where are my next notes? Um, uh, Jeff Green, they added. And then Shamit, who took a step back last year. But again, he's not going to be asked to have a huge role with this team. So I think he'll give you some good spot up minutes. Obviously, Joe Harris is going to be a, a good piece for them. My concern, and this is why I have him to me down at four, for the regular season is that they're going to need to figure out how to share the ball between Durant, Kyrie, Dinwiddie, and um, Lavert. Although we can't say Lavert's better off ball, but at least those three, you know, with Dinwiddie, um, it's going to be weird to see how they distribute the ball. Um, so that's why I have them as a four seed for the regular season, but um, a little bit of a foreshadowing. I think that their uh, playoff prospects are, are pretty good. All right. Bijan, you're number three. My number three uh, are the Nets of Brooklyn. 
um, for kind of all the reasons you guys said. Um, I do think um, uh, just the, the weird the weird sensitivity of both Kyrie and KD's personalities. I feel like the the New York media could really get to them. Like Kyrie's already gotten even weirder than he was here. Stuff he's doing. Um, and, you know, concerning, you know, it's a little concerning Katie coming off, like, off an Achilles and then Kyrie coming off his fake injury, um, you know, um, but, and then I, you know, they got a super talented team, no doubt about it. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know how they fit together and I don't know the chemistry off the court could be a chemistry on the court in terms of, yeah, sharing the ball and off the court in terms of just Kyrie's moodiness kevin durant's sensitivity um dinwiddie's confidence as i mean dinwiddie's a really confident guy and he was he was even saying last year he was like pissed last year so it's not great i mean austin you remember that right yeah yeah. yeah. so I, it's not a great like way to start it off um and then you know i you know th- th- but i do think they have too much talent to not be a top three steve okay fair enough sam um, I hope this isn't too controversial, but at three, I have the Celtics. Um, you know, I think this team really got better this offseason um, with the Tristan Thompson move and the Jeff Green, or I mean, the Jeff Teague pickup. Um, obviously, Kemba Walker going out kind of hurts them as well as um, Gordon Hayward. But I think their net, their net is a gain. Um, I still... You know, this is you're not gonna like this Austin or Bijan, but I still have some questions about Tatum and just how he plays. You know, maybe I haven't watched my sample size isn't huge, but just as a spectator, I don't see the pass first mindset. Um, and he doesn't have to have it, but you know, Tate his shot selection I don't think has been great. And I think his ceiling is super, super high. Um, but he has to make some changes just in terms of his decision making in order to reach there. But I expect Jalen Brown and Tatum to make some big steps this year. Um, but no better than a three seed. I actually don't disagree with what Sam was saying about Tatum. I think that what you're not getting at is the, the Jalen Brown. I think we're like not looking at Jalen Brown's potential. I agree. I think honestly, I think Tatum could maybe have even have a down year and Jalen Brown could fill that void. Mm. Like Jalen, I think Tatum coming off last season, seeing all the, the shots he missed and the shots he took that kind of weren't good for us. And if you look at last season, a lot of the big shots that were made were made by Jalen Brown. So I think looking into this season, I think Jalen Brown might actually have a bigger role and then he went on a big role, but he might have a bigger impact. And Jason Tatum realizes this and he might actually become more of a past type of player. Yeah. yeah. Tatum past. I mean, we'll talk about, we'll talk about the Celtics when we come to it. Um, but I, I think I feel like Jalen Brown. Um, Jalen Brown averaged like I think he was like the only player to average twenty points with like his usage last year, which means his usage was like incredibly low, and he still averaged twenty points, very efficient. Um, and I, I did see some flashes from Tatum and um, improving as a passer. I do agree, his shot selection though improved last year. Still, um, there's still I feel like he sometimes makes it too difficult on himself. And also, I'd like to make a comment about Roe. He looks very Indian right now. <laughs> He's got a nice sunset behind him driving. Seems like the end of a... I think it's a car. End. I'm going to the sunset. It's what? Car lights. Yeah, we're, it's car. We're going to pretend that that's a sunset. Um, I was going to say, it looks yes, like... John will be joining us shortly. Who? John will be joining us shortly. 
Where is he coming from? I don't know. Don't tell me, don't tell me at Patricia's house. Um, but I was going to say, John, uh, Roe kind of looks like the end of Goodwill Hunting, you know, when he's driving across the country to go, you know, what's sort of a different situation here? Um, all right, where were we? Anthony, you're number three. Yeah, at number three at the Miami Heat. I think they'll improve from last year because I think uh, their second-year player, Tyler Hero, will improve because he is going to gain more experience, which will obviously help him as a player. Came off a strong bubble. I think Bam Adebayo will improve. They have good veteran leadership with Dragic. They added Bradley. Have a great shoot in Robinson, well-coached. I don't think their bubble run was a fluke. I think they're a really good team. Will be one of the best teams in the league and a top three seed in the East. Mm. All right, Max. Uh, I have the Nets at my three. Right, right, right. So I think what's really going to bring this team into a the three point the three spot is their their uh, perimeter shooting. All guy, almost all the guys are starting their perimeter shooting. Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Joe Harris. Karis Avert's not great. Obviously, Jerry Allen's a center, so he's not great either. But a lot of the other bench guys aren't bad either. So, uh, I don't know. I think they're going to have a good season. They always got – they have, like, some great superstar talent. They have, like, some of the best guys in the league, two of the best guys in the league on their team. Obviously, there is the injury and the chemistry problem. But I think – I think they have a good chance at staying three. I don't think they're going to go – uh, they could be two. I don't think they'd be the one seed. I think for that, for them to be one, I don't see them bouncing too far out of the top five. All right. Um, this is where this this going to come across as one of the hottest takes so far because this team was listed as Bijan as number six and listed by the other three guys um, as their number five. And this team is the Philadelphia 76ers. As a Celtics fan, I am scared of the Sixers team this season. Now, why do you ask that? Okay, here it is. Doc Rivers in for Brett Brown. Brett Brown, bad energy. We knew we, we knew this team needed to get rid of him. They finally Doc did. Doc Rivers isn't a good coach either. It's fine, but it's a different coach. It's not Brett Brown, okay? It's not Brett Brown, all right? Now, you can say, I like the Seth Curry shooting. Danny Green shooting, all right? These are – opens up some more space. Dwight's a good body – uh, Bijan's point about him was really good. Um, so I think there's going to be better energy this year and getting rid of Al Horford to me is going to also make, a, it's just going to, it's, it was like awkward with Horford. It just never felt right with them. That's going to be addition by subtraction to me. It's going to give both Simmons and, and Embiid more space and just a better vibe to the team um, to me. Um, Tyrese Maxey, you guys know I'm, I'm high on him. A comparative skill set to Tyler Hero, I think he can be that off the bench scoring plug. Um, as we get John in here, um, I had no idea we were doing this. You fucked hard. You absolute fucked hard. Austin, language. I don't. Why, why did no one tell me? I I told you. <laughs> I told you. I Max, when you said Max, when you said get on, I thought you were. I thought yeah, this is what I thought you meant. What? I thought you meant GTA. <laughs> John. You idiot. I called you. I, I, we, did you not see what was going on in the clean the boards chat about me sending the email link? Last week? No, I was sleeping. You, oh my God. And I was looking for my playbook for Los Cullen. Okay. <laughs> Weird flex. John. When did this start? Over like an hour and 20 minutes ago. 
But let's uh, just, John, join when we do the West. We're on the, we're on the final two of East. Here's what I'm going to do. After we finish up the East here, we're only going to have two more seeds, then we're going to give our Eastern Conference. And I'm going to end this one and save the file so that we and we'll start off the second one. And Rowan, Rowan, John, we're just going to quickly go through their East standings and their Eastern Conference. Then we're going to go the West. I do the West more quickly, especially for the non-playoff team. You don't want me to just quickly go through mine right now? No, no, no. No. We're okay. All right. So my finishing point for the poor K because organizationally, Austin, just mute him. Just mute him. Um. <laughs> all right. So uh, as is my finishing point is my Maxi. I think it'd be a good scoring plug for the Sixers and overall. I really, I think Simmons and Embiid can take steps this year. I know I was high on them last year. I had them as the one seed last year, and I really chilled the gun on that. Um, but also Daryl Morey, you know, I, I, have big, I have big trust in him. Um, so I like the Sixers team. In fact, I would like them in a playoff series against the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll get to them later. Oh, my but God. To me, the Sixers okay. are the three seed right here. Um, and so there's that. All right, top two seeds. Um, uh, Bijan, start us off. All right, um, I've got the Boston Celtics at two. Um, I think, uh, like, kind of what uh, Sam Sam kind of made all the same points. I just think that they'll. Um, I think that Tatum's uh, Tatum and Brown. You know, they both could really improve as 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 players. You know, Brown, one of the best two way players in the league. Um, uh, one of the best young duels, already one of the best duels in the league, probably the best young duo in the league, um, best under 25. And, you know, I really just think that the versatility that these two bring, um, just that they, they both can play so well together. They're, they're fire and ice for a reason. And then, you know, they're adding Tristan Thompson, um, and then adding, you know, Aaron Neesmith, um, and, you know, Jeff Teague looked really good. Um, and so did Peyton Pritchard. And then, you know, Kemba Walker is a big question mark. Will this, will this um, cell stem cell treatment that is used to kind of um, build up like more of the build up the cartilage in the knee and the, the overall strength of the knee to like, see if, if it, if it can, I mean, it's, it's done some great things in the past, see if it can hold up. But I expect what great things has it done in the past? I, I expect I expect big things to happen. What great why are you rooting, why are you like rooting for Kemba to get hurt? No, I'm just saying, just like explain what explain to me what great things it's done in the past. I mean, research it. Right, so you're not gonna explain it? Okay. Now go go on though. I was just wondering. Dijon is at the end of your Celtics. Yeah, I just don't know why John's like rooting for Kemba to get hurt. He just wants to confirm his point that Kemba's like soft or won't be the point card that gets us over the hump or whatever. Um, regardless, um, uh, what's the rotation? Sam, Sam, you're number two. All right. So number, number two, I have the bucks here. Um, you know, they got, they, they get the huge victory of keeping Giannis. And so you still got the Giannis Middleton duo. Um, and you got DiVincenzo and you got Drew Holiday, but you know, I think not getting the Bogdan trade to go through is going to hurt them, um, at the end of the day. And I just, I don't see, I'm just going to reveal my number one here too. Um, I don't see them outplaying the Nets in the regular season. I just think the Nets are too, um, too overpowered to, to not be the one seed. All right. Anthony. 
Oh, yeah. Here I have the Bucks at two. Agree with Sam. So I think they'll be a really good team. I think they'll be improved, but that'll help them in the playoffs. I think it could take a while for them to come together, which could hurt their like overall seeding. But I don't, I don't think that will matter much because I think they'll still be an improved team. Like obviously having Giannis, having a holiday they got, I think will be improved. And Middleton is a good player as well. So I guess well, I, I think real quick, I, I think it's uh, the Nets are going to take a way more time to mesh uh, this, uh, than the Bucks because the Bucks have been playing with each other for many years now. And the Nets, this is really Kyrie, KD, and then you have to fit in Karis LeVert, Dinwiddie, who's never played with those guys before. So I think the Nets are going to have a big issue uh, really jumbling their team together, unlike the Bucks, who've been playing together for a while. All right. So, yeah, good point there, John. Um, so, Anthony, I guess your process of elimination, you have the Celtics as your one seed? Yeah, I do. Yep. All right. And then, um, Max, I guess let's just do your two and one at the same time. Uh, yeah. So, I have the Celtics at my uh, two seed. And I think even with a picture-perfect season, that's all they're going to get to. I like – I think that, like, with Marcus Smart, if he comes off and he starts playing with his, like, insane shooting they did in the bubble – and Jalen Brown picks it up. Jason Tatum picks it up. Kemba Walker is not as out for as long as we need to be. Tristan Thompson plays his role. Jeff Teague, other guys that we've gotten, our rookies play well. I still think that we are our sky or our cap is the two seed. I don't see us getting to the one seed. And I, I don't know. I just I like how we played last year, but it's just we'd have to play very, very good to get to the one seed, and I don't see us playing better. I think we have more skill. I just don't see us playing more collectively better as a team and then for the bucks the bucks are always good they're a regular season team i don't think they're the best postseason team and they've shown that in the past history so that's why i'm putting out the one seed i think they always play very well in the regular season all their players like facts. what i said facts yeah okay <laughs> um chris middleton's very good in the in the regular season Giannis is good throughout the entire time and i don't know i just I don't know. I don't see them playing well. I think they'll do fine in the playoffs. I don't see them making it crazy far, but I do see them playing well as a regular season team as they always do. Yeah, um, I agree with multiple of you guys. Um, Celtics two seed, Bucks one seed. Um, Celtics, I can definitely, my initial, you know, initially Hayward left. I thought that that limited our um, cap for a championship potential, and I still do believe that. Um, at the same time, though, I think we have a I think we have a more complete team this season. Um, ob, ob, uh, I just this I don't know. John's going to come in with a semi thing. I don't th- see it happening. Um, but we are going to we might need some more uh, wing support um, outside of Jason and Jalen, who are our great players. Um, Pritchard, I was high on Pritchard. Obviously, my hot take in the draft was having Pritchard ranked over Cole Anthony. Um, I Pritchard's just a gamer to me. Um, I can really see him and smart being, being pests, um, for opposing, uh, uh, backcourts, but I agree with Max. I think two seed is, is as good as you can hope for, for the regular season for the Celtics. And then I also agree with Max, the Bucks are the one seed. It's pretty clear. Um, wow. Fuck you, John, you piece of shit. Um, the Bucks are proven to be an elite regular season basketball team. I made the mistake of putting them as the two seed last year. That's not happening. They're going to be the one seed. Giannis is an unbelievable regular season player. Um, so, yeah, I have the Bucks, the one seed. 
Um, awesome. awesome. I, let me let me give my reasoning for the Nets so I don't sound crazy with all this Bucks support. I think the Nets are, probably have one of the most complete rosters in the whole league when you think about their superstar power and Kyrie and KD. Um, and then just their role players are just so good. Landry Shaman's going to be a bench scorer. Um, Karis LeVert's still there. Torian Prince, Dinwiddie, um, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan. They have all these players who can play. Joe Harris. Um, Joe Harris. And like, there are a lot of concerns about usage between Kyrie and KD. But to me, I don't have those same concerns because you have to remember Kyrie played with LeBron and they won a championship. And then KD has been playing with, the, with Westbrook and then Curry and the Warriors for his whole career. So he, both of them have experience with another superstar and sharing the ball. So I don't see those problems. I think the only way this team does not end the regular season as a one seed is if Kyrie, and I'm going to single out Kyrie. I don't think KD is as much of a locker room problem, but if Kyrie screws it up somehow with his personality. All right. Thank you for that. Um, Bijan, um, you're going to have the Bucks as your one seed, right? Would you like to do any quick takes on that before we get to our quick uh, Asia Conference Finals predict? Yeah, I mean, we've seen Giannis is, you know, Giannis is one of the, is one of the best players um, in the game and going to go down as one of the best players of all time. Um, and, you know, Middleton compliments him well. Um, uh, uh, Drew Holiday was, it was a really good addition. He's just everything Eric Bledsoe is and uh, in terms of Eric Bledsoe doing good and Eric like on defense and everything Eric Bledsoe isn't in terms of Eric Bledsoe's incompetence on offense, especially in the playoffs. So that was like, that was a big upgrade. You know, again, the Bogdanovich thing's a bad look. It is. Um, but, you know, they, they're still, they still improved as a team um, this offseason, mainly because of, of um, they, they're able to basically for flip uh, uh, Bledsoe for holiday. So it was, it was a good, it was a good move by them. So yeah, I think I mean there's not really much to say. Giannis back back MVP um, probably won't win it this year because you know I don't I don't see him getting it three times in a row. Even if they even though I do predict they have the best record in the league, but yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right. Quick. Um, Eastern Conference Finals picks. Then we're gonna end this recording and then start up the second half in like 15 minutes. Um, and hopefully uh, we'll be fine with that. All right. Um, Bijan quickly here. Um, quickly go around East Conference Finals picks. Yeah, I got the Celtics and the Nets. All right, and who do you have winning? I got the Celtics winning. All right, Sam. I got the Heat beating the Bucks. Interesting. Interesting. All right, um, Anthony. I got the Bucks beating the Celtics. Okay, Max. I have the Celtics beating the Nets. All right, I have the same two teams as Bijan and Max. I have the Celtics and the and the Nets. But it pains me to say this. I have the Nets beating the Celtics um, based on the I, – I, I actually like the Celtics' overall team better. But Kevin Durant, man, he's a different breed. He's a different monster. Um, in the playoffs, your team takes the identity of your best player, and Kevin Durant is that dude. He is totally that dude. Um, he's he's so good. Um, so, yeah. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't get Rowan John in here for the first half of this. Um, like You could literally ask both of us right now. Do you, okay. Do you got okay? Actually, that's true. All right. You guys go quickly. Go th- quickly. Go fifteen through fifteen to one, and then your Eastern Conference Final Zone. No, 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 no! Don't do that now. No, just do the Eastern Conference, idiot. Eastern finals. Eastern Conference. You yeah. Have, no, don't go like fifteen to one. Yeah, just do. Why don't you do eight to one? It's easy. 
No, wh- wh- why don't we just keep on the topic and just like pick our? our yeah, there's two Eastern Conference Finals. All right, Ro, you want to go? Yeah, Please. the Bulls versus the Bucks. At the Bulls in a six seed, and the Bucks in a one seed. I think the Bulls. I saw Kobe Way last night. And Zach Levine just tearing tearing it up. I think it's I, I and I think Pat Williams. I think right now he's on like he's on the verge of an exponential function, and he's going to be so good come playoff time. I just. Because I think we're going to start to have a slow start of the season, and that's why <laughs> that's why I think we're going to be a six seed because by the end of the season <laughs> we're going to be good. But and I think like we're going to keep getting better and better. But I just think the Bucks are just one seed, one seed back two years. Giannis just signed a big deal. He's entering in like the typical prime of a player between like late late twenties ish, <laughs> mid to late twenties. So I think. I, th- I don't see why they can't make it to the finals. The funniest thing about this is that Roe has an even hotter take for Western Conference. Um, anyway, I, I have uh, the Nets Bucks, a uh, really competitive series between the two, like game seven series. Um, but I'm going to go with the Bucks. That wraps up like pretty much an hour and a half of the Eastern Conference. Hopefully, the Western Conference will be quicker here. We're going to wrap this up, um, save it, hopefully, the saves, and we're going to start up the Western Conference. And definitely go through the non-playoff teams quicker than we did the Eastern Conference non-playoff teams. Um, So, yeah, um, there's part one. um, So, yeah, we'll see you for part two.